content of the following program is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or cure. Always consult your physician or a health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Ready, set, go! And the truth shall set you free! Welcome to One Life Radio. We are indeed going higher, everyone. Uh, Welcome to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Fiaschetti with Jerry Caldwell. We are broadcasting live from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. Jerry, good day to you. (laughs) Good day to you, madame. Good day. It's Thursday. That's right. That means tomorrow's Friday. Right, it's free Friday. <laughs> you want to get together on Saturday and have a Sunday? I know that's like so old school. <laughs> I actually said that to uh, I actually said that to my daughter <laughs> when when I was in D.C. Uh, uh, over the weekend, and she looked at me really strange, like what? I was about to say you could probably <laughs> hear her eyes roll. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's great to be here, and we have a fantastic show. I'm going to say this is probably going to be one of the most important shows that we do. In 2023 we have dr andrew kaufman with us uh dr dr andy are you there uh, yes i'm here bernadette great to speak with you again yeah great to have you back and i'm so excited you know i love talking about water i love talking about a lot of things but water is at the very top of that list i would say it's probably in my top five favorite topics to talk about but let me officially introduce you for those that are not uh, aware of what your bio is. He is an impressive uh, medical doctor. Dr. Andrew Kaufman is a public speaker, researcher. He's a natural, natural healing consultant, as well as a business and education consultant, inventor, and COVID-19 whistleblower. Dr. Andy has his uh, BS from MIT in molecular biology and completed his psychiatric training at Duke University Medical Center after graduating from the Medical University of South Carolina. When he learned that many modern medical practices were harming people and not helping them. He gave up his lucrative medical career and began researching and understanding the relationship between body, mind, and spirit and how to use nature to heal your own body. Dr. Andy's new practice is spreading truth about the world that we live in today and fighting for freedom while teaching people how to become their own health authority and advocate. His website is Andrew Kaufman. MD.com. That's Andrew Kaufman, MD.com. Okay, as I said, you know, we're so glad. We're just really happy to have you back on the show with us, Dr. Andy. We reached out uh, to your team to brainstorm on a topic, and the response we got back was Dr. Andy always likes to talk about water. And as I said, (laughs) I do too. So this is going to be a fantastic show. Let's start with this. What are the basic facts, uh, Dr. Andy, that we all need to know about water? Uh, well, thank you so much for asking this question, and and I think you know what I've learned has really totally revolutionized my understanding of water, and and I think the three important aspects is one that water is not just a passive solvent in the background; it plays an active, in fact, a central whole a role in health and biology. Number two, water is not a limited and scarce resource. There's actually uh, it's an incredibly abundant and uh, practically never-ending resource of what's called primary water that is not known about by the mainstream, but uh, the information has been around for quite a while. And then number three is that water, uh, people are walking around in a dehydrated state without realizing it, and this is one of the main problems why their health is suffering. 
Mm-hmm. You know, my OBGYN, I'll never forget it. It was about 15 years ago. I mean, oh, I guess, yeah, it was about 15 years ago, which was about the last time I saw him. He's a wonderful doctor here in Dallas. He's, I think he maybe has retired now. His name is Dr. Samuel Tuleman, but, and he delivered both of my babies, a wonderful OBGYN. And he told me years ago that most women, uh, most people, but especially women, walk around dehydrated, and it causes a lot of health problems. Uh, he told me a lot of things that were off the cuff and not typically what a medical doctor um, would, would tell you um, because these are things that, that, that most people don't think about and it's not typically advice that you get from a medical doctor. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Although if you look in the mainstream medical literature, you can find tons of studies pointing out how various um, subpopulations like, for example, uh, elderly individuals in nursing homes Mm-hmm. or hospital patients or other, you know, examples, people with diabetes are dehydrated, but it's not in the general repertoire of your average uh, family doctor. And in fact, right. there's not even any clear guidelines about how to drink water, mm-hmm. not just how much to drink, but, but actually how, how to drink it, uh, like in a practical sense in your day-to-day life. So this is an area that I've spent a lot of time researching and figuring out. Mm-hmm. And I do think uh, it's the key to a lot of uh, disease that we suffer from, even something, you know, the the pain epidemic, uh, even the anxiety epidemic. A lot of the things that we suffer from, uh, especially the diseases here in America that are so prevalent, heart disease, as you said, diabetes. And we're going to get into that during this uh, broadcast here today. But it's it's over when you start reading about it, you, you know, that's what I love talking about it. Like you, there's so much knowledge that you can extract out of these simple things that these principles that we can activate in our life daily for better health and a better all uh, just a happier life, body, mind and spirit. Right. Like it's all combined. Absolutely. And many of these problems, like you mentioned, um, high blood pressure, chronic pain, many metabolic problems are really primarily due to uh, dehydration and contamination Mm -hmm. of the body's water. And through some very simple behavioral changes, you can actually, you know, without, you you know, you don't have to rework your entire lifestyle uh, to get the optimum hydration. But if you do a few practical steps, you know, within a few weeks, you can have just an amazing improvement in your health, your energy, and your vitality. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I didn't know that I learned from listening to one of your podcasts is that blood pressure medicine is a diuretic. I never knew that. Yeah, so there are uh, several blood pressure medicines that work by actually dehydrating you to bring down your blood pressure. And this is a, really a terrible strategy. And, you know, what I realized is that, that the body has all of the wisdom to deal with any situation. And if your body has to raise your blood pressure, it's because you're not getting enough blood and nutrients to your target organs like your Mm -hmm. kidney, your heart, your Mm -hmm. liver, your spleen. And by artificially using a medication to lower your blood pressure so a number looks good, it what that does is it puts you in that state where your organs are starving for enough blood and the things that the blood brings and clears away. And this is what results in long-term and organ damage like kidney failure. I can't tell you how many times that I've seen individuals lose their kidney function because of taking blood pressure medicines, even though the doctors tell them the blood pressure medicines are preserving their kidney. Mm-hmm. Well, and they also tell you to limit your salt, which I'd like to get into that a little bit, too, during this broadcast, because there's a relationship to that, too, right? That, that they try to demonize salt when actually salt and water work hand in hand to make your body more fluid. Is that accurate, what I just said? Well, yes, because a lot of what is salt 
the natural form of sodium chloride that, that we need and that makes up the most prevalent minerals in our bodies and that our kidneys are amazingly uh, adept at managing the appropriate salt and water balance, mm-hmm. this is confused with preservatives and anti-caking agents and adulterants that are added to commercial processed salt products and processed foods. And it's those chemicals um, and adulterants that may have the risk of harm. But if our, it's almost like you can't put too much salt in the body because if you do, the body will just pee it out. Mm-hmm. And and you're not told that. In fact, you know, um, a, a couple of doctors come to mind um, that have uh, said the polar opposite of what you're saying on the air and that you should really limit your salt. That's the reason you have high blood pressure. And then, you know, and it's funny how the, there's different camps on everything, it seems now. Right. And you uh, trained as a medical doctor. You know, you know a lot about this. You do. But uh, uh, Bernadette, there's such a simple way of looking at this, because if you go and observe animals in nature, what do you see as a health problem is you see a salt deficiency. And this is why animals seek out and go into caves with mineral deposits to find salt to lick, because Mm -hmm. they know that they need that. And anyone who has raised animals for animal husbandry or for, for food production knows that you have to provide Otherwise, your animal's health is going to suffer and they're even going to die. But we have no model from the natural world that, oh, yeah, those cows, they licked too much on the salt lick and now they're suffering with heart disease. Mm-hmm. That, that simply doesn't happen. It's a, a confounding of these factors of chemicals and processed food with what nature, the bounty that nature provides. Yeah, I don't want to jump ahead too much because then I'll lose my way from my notes. But, you know, you said heart disease. So many people don't know about the connection between dehydration and heart disease and heart attacks, right? That's correct. Can we talk and, about you know, it? This is, yeah, if you, if you look at the time of day when heart attacks occur, this really gives you the big clue that dehydration is involved as the precipitating factor because we see this happening mostly in the uh, early hours of the morning, uh, late hours of the night, and that's the time of day when everyone is most dehydrated Mm -hmm. because you're not drinking fluids at night, but your kidney is continuing to filter them out of your blood and removing them from your body just waiting to pee, and this is why we have to get up and uh, pee often during the night. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially you have damage in your blood vessels that has already occurred and is a longer-term chronic issue. But when the combination of those damaged blood vessels and the low blood volume that it makes, the blood starts to slow down in its movement, and it's able to form these clots, which really is the precipitating event of the heart attack as a blood clot forms in the damaged blood vessel and then blocks the blood flow and heart muscle dies. And that's Mm. that's the best current understanding in the mainstream of a heart attack. And dehydration is always the precipitating factor. And the same thing is true with strokes. In fact, I I was working with a client not too long ago who was working outdoors in the hot sun doing a physical labor job. And this began leading to uh, stroke symptoms or mini strokes Mm -hmm. uh, from the the dehydration in the hot, uh, working in the hot summer weather. Yeah. 
So much to talk about. So excited to have you on the show. I hate to even go to break, but we must. We'll be right back. Everyone, stay tuned. Uh, and if you miss, if you, if you have to leave your car or you can't listen to the rest of the show, you can always go to OneLifeRadio.com and listen to the podcast after the broadcast. We take every show and we turn it into a podcast after the broadcast. And it's also on any of your favorite podcast apps. But we will be right back with Dr. Andrew Kaufman. The Way of Water is what we're discussing today. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. If you miss the show, not to worry. You can always catch the podcast after the broadcast at oneliferadio.com or your favorite podcast app. Be sweet, barricade. <laughs> In today's environment, books provide the most reliable means for disseminating knowledge. Children's Health Defense Publishing offers titles written by foremost authorities and courageous voices who speak the truth despite criticism and consequences, often at the expense of their careers. Here are the latest must-reads in the fight for truth. The courage to face COVID-19, preventing hospitalization and death while battling the biopharmaceutical complex by true crime writer John Leake and prominent research cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. Lies My Government Told Me and The Better Future Coming by Dr. Robert Malone. And Cause Unknown, The Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022 by former BlackRock fund manager Ed Dowd. Get your copies today at skyhorsepublishing.com and listen to the show every Monday with Mary Holland, president of Children's Health Defense for updates and deep dives into these new releases. That's skyhorsepublishing.com. Back with more positivity pouring out your speakers. It's One Life Radio. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Dr. Andrew Kaufman, also known as Dr. Andy. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. If you're just now joining us, Dr. Andrew Kaufman is a medical doctor, a public speaker, researcher, natural healing consultant, business and education consultant, inventor, and COVID-19 whistleblower. Dr. Andrew, uh, Dr. Andy has a BS from MIT in molecular biology and completed his psychiatric training at Duke University Medical Center after graduating from the Medical University. University of South Carolina. When he learned that many modern medical practices were harming people and not helping them, he gave up his lucrative medical career and began researching and understanding the relationship between body, mind, and spirit, and how to use nature to heal your own body. Dr. Andy's new practice is spreading truth about the world we live in today and fighting for freedom while teaching people how to become their own health authority. His web website is andrewkaufmanmd.com. Right before the break, we were talking about uh, uh, heart disease or heart attacks and uh, dehydration, uh, not having enough water in your body. But, you know, while I was researching for today's show in particular, Dr. Kaufman or Dr. Andy, I came across this statistic that I, I kind of probably sort of knew at one time, but was, uh, you know, I read it again today that about different body parts and the, the amount, the percentage of water in these different body parts. And I did not know that the, that the brain was 90, uh, was 95% water. And I did not know that the lungs were 90% water. And as I was sitting here contemplating before the show, I was wondering, is, has anyone made the connection that perhaps the reason that we had so much 
uh, death and sickness from COVID-19 was because people's lungs could not uh, function at, uh, at, at the capacity they're meant to because so many people are walking around dehydrated. Well, this is, uh, you know, all of the body's functions are impaired when we don't have enough water. And I mean, you bring up such an important point. If, even if we look at the body overall, right, it's, um, the common wisdom would say it's about two-thirds or 60% water, but that's by weight. If we look at it by molecule for our entire body, actually 99 out of every 100 molecules in our body is water. Wow. So we are really made of water. And water has this amazing uh, properties that uh, allow our bodies to function. And one of them is that it can actually absorb energy from the sun, from the infrared light from the sun, and turn that into an electric potential or a voltage. In other words, mini batteries. Mm -hmm. So water has the property of being able to turn your cell into a mini battery. And we know that this is actually... Um, necessary for health is to have the appropriate voltage or it's called the resting membrane potential. Mm -hmm. And so when, when the water is in, there's an inadequate supply in our body when we're dehydrated, then that inhibits the water's ability to have this optimal uh, batteries throughout our body. And then mm -hmm. the function of our bodies is then compromised as a result until there is a, some kind of process that can bring about um, a healing or a, a correction to that situation. Mm -hmm. It's all fascinating. It really is to just talk about it. It's so important. These are conversations that we need to have uh, as a world and as a nation because our health is our wealth. It's our, it's our strength, you know. That's and it's That's you know, right. yeah. I mean, we as a country. I mean, if you think about even our productivity, this is all related uh, worldwide. But you know, we need water to live. Everybody knows that. But many of us, as you say, are in a constant state of dehydration, otherwise known as chronic dehydration syndrome. What is the main cause of chronic dehydration, Dr. Kaufman? Well, I think through various cultural and behavioral aspects, we have gotten uh, further and further away from connecting with the natural world, and that includes our own bodily wisdom and sensations. And because of our busy lifestyle, uh, always on the go, multitasking, you know, having many, many um, uh, tasks and, and uh, workflows to achieve all the time takes us away from being in touch with our natural thirst mechanism and realizing that, you know, we need to eat and drink. Like we put aside our bodily functions to get work done, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we yeah. sit at the computer, we, we forget about using the bathroom, we forget about drinking, eating, and then all of a sudden we realize, oh my God, I'm famished, I'm intensely thirsty, I'm about mm -hmm. to pee my pants. Mm -hmm. And it's, <laughs> even though that's an extreme example, no, but it's true. So once you lose touch, your body kind of gives up, and and what what we we've um, resulted in in terms of the collective consciousness is that we perceive signs of dehydration, and and we think that means that we're thirsty when it's far beyond our original thirst that we never picked up that thirst sim signal. Mm -hmm. Instead, we were having signs of dehydration, and if we ignore those, then there's then then that's when we end up with a serious health complication, like per, perhaps a heart attack or 
uh, some other uh, acute or chronic event, a kidney stone, uh, a appendicitis, all the things that um, dehydration will mm-hmm. precipitate. Yeah. And uh, so we need to, you know, uh, start to recognize this and figure out a way to get back in touch with the body's natural wisdom. Well, yeah, and you mentioned kidneys. It's one of the leading causes of kidney um, disease and kidney failure. And along with that, uh, kind of as a a subtopic, is uh, urinary tract infections. They are on the rise, right? Um, uh, You read it all over the place uh, that so many people, uh, particularly women, which have always, I think, been more... um, have a higher propensity to have one just, you know, based on their anatomy. But uh, urinary tract infections, so many women, as I said at the beginning of the broadcast, you know, walk around dehydrated. There's a connection to that as well, right, with the UTIs. Yeah, so you, you bring up this really important connection where with uh, between the body's water and the body's uh, cleansing pathways, right? So the, the kidneys and the whole urinary tract, right, the bladder, the urethra, the ureters, This is an organ of elimination, so it removes waste products and toxins from the body, which are Mm -hmm. water-soluble because it does it in the water. Now, if we don't have enough water to flow through that system and flush out the contaminants and the toxins, they're going to end up being built up there. Right. Right, because there's not enough water to flush them out, so they start to accumulate right inside the, the urinary system, inside the bladder. And when they build up to a certain point and they can't be flushed out, the body goes into like what you might call a healing crisis or an, a, a detox crisis where it says, all right, if we leave this stuff here, it's going to be cancer, right? So uh-huh. we've got to do something to get rid of it. And yeah. so it creates um, a change in your physiology where the immune system creates inflammation there, uh, bacteria come in to help eat up the damaged tissue, and it irritates your system into flushing out those toxins. And this is like the, the UTI experience or mm-hmm. uh, also, you know, the seasonal uh, flu or, or even pneumonia would really be, you know, those are, that's your lung trying to get rid of the stuff that it can't normally get rid of. Because all of the secretions that come out of your body are all water-based. Right. And that's how your body gets rid of undesired substances. Mm-hmm. Um, so... If there's not enough water, then your body can't get rid of those things. And, you know, this is like an obvious example with constipation. Oh, I we was, know yeah. that if we yep. don't drink enough water, we start to get constipated, and then that means that the waste products sit around in our bowel, and some of those things get reabsorbed into our body. Mm-hmm. And is, that, that's not a good thing because your body really wants to get rid of that stuff. Right. Is that a good indication that you are drinking enough water if you don't suffer from constipation? I know this sounds, it's kind of, I have difficulty talking about subjects like this without laughing. <laughs> well, like, I'm, like I'm nine years old or something, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, well, if don't you're. Don't start singing the diarrhea song, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that song. <laughs> I don't. But uh, maybe you could, maybe you'd like to sing it. I don't know. <laughs> Get a little silly here. But uh, but but my point is that if is that a good indication that things are flowing well? No pun intended. Well, I would say if if over time you have a good bowel flow, and I and I would say that that means at least two to three good bowel movements every day. Yeah, uh, that would be my definition of not being constipated. You can't really have that kind of output over time unless you're pretty well hydrated. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's a good indication that you're you're at least close to being well hydrated. 
Um, but if you know, you could be, you could still be constipated if you are well hydrated. But let me tell you that over the last three years, for the hundreds of clients who I've spoken to, I think there was only one who was really well hydrated. Really. So. So I think we can almost assume that uh, all of the listeners out there, you know, 99 point something percent are dehydrated right at this moment. Even myself, like what I, I even even after I knew about this, but I stopped paying attention uh, because I got caught up in my mission and my work and, you know, overextended myself. I got off track, too, and didn't realize, oh, my gosh, now I'm back to being a little bit dehydrated and I had to put myself through my, my own protocol again yeah. <laughs> to reset. Well, and uh, I, because, I, yeah, go ahead. Because what? I'm sorry. Well, I'm just going to say because the culture is always working against us to maintain yeah. good health. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I just, you know, I just dropped my daughter off at George Washington University over the weekend, cried all the way home. But uh, but one of the things that I noticed when I was there is how they push these kids like, go, 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 go. It's like a race, a race for everything. Everything's a race. And it just keeps them so caught up that they really don't have the time while they are in, in at university to take a step back and really take care of themselves. I think it's a problem and it's something that needs to be addressed in this country. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you went through it. You went to medical school. I mean, uh, you, you've, 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 you were in school. You were at university for many, many years. Did you find that to be a problem when you were at school? No. Of course. It's a, it's a marathon. I mean, yeah. every day. Like, I, I mean, I, I w- might have been in a surgical, um, you know, rotation and be in the operating room for six, seven hours straight. No wow. one says, hey, why don't, why don't we take a break and get some water? Right. Like that. That doesn't come up, you know, and uh, I mean, the surgeon might have a nurse giving him sips of water, but there's no one helping the students. Yeah, (laughs) maybe they if you (laughs) you walk out, you may not be allowed to come back in. So a mentor of mine said, you know, we're human doing, not human beings. Yeah, isn't that the truth? My gosh. Well, you know, I'm looking at the clock. We are blowing through this hour. I cannot wait for you to come back. I really can't. I just love having these discussions with you. And all this critical thinking that we're doing, that's another thing in college. They push you so fast that you don't have time to sit back and go, gee, I wonder if what I'm learning right now, I'm contemplating whether or not, this is this the truth? Have we thought about other factors that maybe could change these, these uh, facts, if you will, these scientific facts? Uh, in this competitive world that we live in, right? I think that's something that's missing from our universities now as well. Do you agree? Well, I I couldn't agree more, uh, Bernadette, and this is a major concern that I have because our schooling system, including secondary education now, wants us to not question and reason for ourselves and not be have healthy skepticism, but to just accept what the central authority says is the truth about this, that, or the other thing. And it, it's really a form of, in, of indoctrination. And Absolutely. Um, that's why I'm, I'm actually trying to develop my own uh, learning platform where uh, people can come and find out, you know, some of the truths that I've uncovered that mm-hmm. directly contradict uh, what you would hear from the mainstream uh, medical establishment who put up the facade of being uh, based all on really strong empirical science when that's mm-hmm. simply not the case. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine who's a doctor, a surgeon actually, and he's like, you memorize, you pass the test, you get the degree, and you better stick to it and don't ask questions. 
Uh, and that's, that's almost right. a direct quote. But uh, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. Everyone, more coming up with Dr. Andrew Kaufman, also known as Dr. Andy. You can find him at andrewkaufmanmd.com. You are listening to One Life Radio. Follow us on social media at One Life Radio. Crazy Waters benefits have a history that runs deep. The legend is that in 1881, a woman who suffered from dementia would sit by the well and drink the mineral water all day long. People began to notice that the woman was not so crazy anymore. Had the well gotten rid of her crazies? The well became known as the Crazy Well, and people from all over flocked to this magical place. Back in 1904, the famous mineral water company began bottling and distributing its mineral water. The benefits of these minerals all feed your body and mind what it craves. It's a natural sports drink without all the disruptive artificial flavors and sugars. You can find Crazy Water by visiting their website, drinkcrazywater.com. That's drinkcrazywater.com. Want to advertise on One Life Radio? Send us an email, info at oneliferadio.com. Contagiously positive. One Life Radio is back. <laughs> I'm loving the music today, Jerry. Caldwell doing a fantastic job as usual. Everyone, welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette with Jerry Caldwell and Dr. Andrew Kaufman. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas. On iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk, we're talking with Dr. Andrew Kaufman. Our topic is the way of water. I have so much I want to pack into this hour, so let me get right to it. Okay, so, uh, you know, uh, what illnesses? We already talked about this a little bit, but let's reiterate for people maybe entering their cars right now and hearing the broadcast. What illnesses are linked to chronic dehydration, Dr. Andy? Well, I, I would say uh, that almost all illnesses have a component uh, related to chronic dehydration. But if we want to look at, you know, what has the tightest link or what things, the primary cause is dehydration. I think the most common by far is blood pressure. And mm -hmm. uh, I'd say about nine out of 10 uh, individuals I've seen with uh, what is called high blood pressure by the mainstream medical system uh, have been dehydrated and their body is compensating for the lack of blood volume or the lack of water by increasing their blood pressure to make sure enough blood gets to their organs. Mm, um, wow. So almost all individuals can um, alleviate this by simply uh, rehydrating uh, themselves appropriately. But there are many other things that uh, we talked about, uh, cardiovascular events, um, like heart attacks and strokes, but also acute blood clots can all be related to uh, dehydration as one of the factors. And uh, we see this uh, when people are still and dehydrated for a long period of time, like on long travel trips on cars and airplanes. Mm -hmm. Other things like uh, appendicitis and kidney stones are very closely uh, related to dehydration mm -hmm. um, as, as a precipitating uh, factor about any condition, you know, the body doesn't have enough water, it, it can't process waste products and toxins and get rid of them appropriately because mm -hmm. there's not enough of the fluid to flush it out. Mm -hmm. So almost, uh, you know, many, many disease conditions have that as uh, a major part of their pathology. And without correcting the hydration, you're not, the body will not be able to heal properly. 
And I think that you were going to ask about water fasting, which is really the ultimate way of healing with water. Yeah, let's go to that. You know, so, uh, you know, I was listening to another podcast that you were on and you were talking about doing a water fast. Can you explain to the listeners what a water fast is? What are the benefits? And can you include like tea in your water fast? I want to know that personally. (laughs) (laughs) I have a cup of tea right now. But, you know, before we get to the the, the water fast real quick, you know, so many people across the world, especially here in America, the first thing they do, they drink coffee in the morning to go up and they drink alcohol at night to go down. And both of those substances, caffeine and alcohol, cause dehydration as well, right? Absolutely, uh, because they are both diuretics. Um, In other words, they cause your kidneys to get rid of more water than they would. So if you do drink those beverages, you have to actually drink extra water to make up for it. Yeah. Um, And of course, I would advise you to uh, very much limit those things. Uh, We Mm -hmm. can have a separate discussion there. Yeah. Yes. um, If you like. But water fasting is, you know, if we go out again, I always go back to nature because in my uh, opinion and belief, nature has provided everything that we, all animals and plants, need to be healthy, including to heal. And so looking at nature, what we see is all animal species that have been observed when they are sick or injured will fast. Mm -hmm. And so this is a model directly from nature, and it's one of the most powerful ways to heal. And even in the mainstream medical science, it has been studied and shown uh, to be extremely safe, even for a long, longer period of time, like 21 days, um, as well as being very effective. Uh, now, the mainstream doesn't want to look at fasting as an alternative, more like as something to combine with their very lucrative toxic treatment like chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And when they've studied it, they've shown cancer patients do much better when they fast and do chemotherapy. And I'll tell you that they would do way, way better if they just fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's lots of anecdotal experience about that. But what it is is simply not eating anything. The only thing that's entering your body is water, just mm-hmm. pure water. So no tea, uh, unfortunately, okay. no juice, uh, nothing with calories, nothing that will stimulate digestion, uh, just water. Because what, what your body is actually doing during a water fast is that it is purifying and all of the water in your body so that it can form that perfect gel-like or structured water or easy state that that is the state that water's in that allows it to uh, hold that voltage like a battery, mm. which is the, what you need to be fully, fully healthy. So you're just providing your body a, enough water and nothing else to allow your body to go through its own self-healing mechanisms to get rid of all the damaged stuff, you purify out the water that's in your body and then emerge from that with an amazing health. And how long do you have to do it in order to get the healing effects? Well, if you do it as little as 24 hours, which is the minimum to even call it a fast, you're already going to experience some healing. Now, that's not going to be life-changing, and if you have a serious health problem, it's mm-hmm. not going to reverse it. Mm-hmm. But, but many of us have to start there because it can be intimidating to, to undergo this. But if you want uh, to have an amazing, really life-changing outcome, 
uh, then you would be thinking about around about 21 days of water fasting. And I, wow. I personally have done 26 days, and I'll tell you wow. that it's, it's very doable and that you actually paradoxically will not be hungry at all, <laughs> except yeah. for the first couple of days. No, I fasted. Uh, I did a water fast. I think I think I lasted like four days, three or four days back several years ago. And it is amazing how you don't get hungry. You don't. And I, and, and I feel like it has a profound effect on the mind as well as the body. Um, it just absolutely. It's, yeah, it's it can be a very spiritual experience. At least it was for me. Oh my gosh, I'm enjoying this conversation so much. So, you know, uh, let's see, where do I where do I go next here? Uh, you know, there are okay. So let me go. Let me go with this. Okay, tap water. So all of us, most of us anyway, drank tap water all the time growing up. Um, and I uh, and I don't know anyone now that doesn't drink that drinks tra- tap water that doesn't use filtered water of some sort. But is our tap water more contaminated today? I'm going to guess yes, just because of all the chemicals and stuff. What are your what's your well, there's so many opinions out there. What what are your thoughts on tap water? Well, let me say that from the time that we were kids, tap water is definitely a lot different. And yeah. you know, after what I'm about to say, I don't think anyone is going to feel comfortable drinking water straight out of the tap because <laughs> okay. essentially it's filled with poison of various uh-huh. sorts, right? Did we we disconnected for just a second? You know my what? Oh no, that's so okay. I, you know I what? Pulled my headphones you got, out. Oh no, no, like the <laughs> my big fat Greek wedding, and you, she went flying across the room. Well, you know what? Let's go for a quick break because I'm so interested, in, and I don't want you to get interrupted. I want to hear what you have to say. We're gonna go for a quick break, and we will be right back with Dr. Andrew Kaufman. Everyone, stay tuned. We're gonna get the scoop here in just a minute. Stay tuned. You are listening to One Life Radio. You're listening to One Life Radio. Make sure you check out our podcast and get to know the show at oneliferadio.com. Hey, everyone. I have to share a story about how amazing TerraFlora Advanced Care is for gut health. So my friend Liz contracted a debilitating intestinal bacterial infection about a month ago. Her doctor told her she could have died if left untreated. He prescribed a strong antibiotic that treated her infection, but unfortunately left her with terrible stomach bloating along with other intestinal issues. I recommended that she take TerraFlora Advanced Care to help her replenish the good gut bacteria lost by taking the antibiotics. Liz said she could tell the difference in her gut immediately after taking the advanced care, her stomach bloating went away and she could feel her gut working the way it's supposed to. She says TerraFlora Advanced Care has been a game changer and she won't go without it. I hear stories like this all the time about TerraFlora Advanced Care and all the TerraFlora probiotics. I have been taking them for years myself and I encourage everyone to visit Enviromedica.com to see their full line of probiotics and find the one that's right for you. That's Enviromedica.com. We're back. More of One Life Radio starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome back to One Life Radio. This is Bernadette Villaschetti with Jerry Caldwell and Dr. Andrew Kaufman. We are continuing our live broadcast here from Dallas, Texas on iHeartMedia, as well as KMET in Southern California on ABC News Talk. So, Dr. Andy, right before the break, we were talking about tap water and you were about to tell us how poisonous it is. Can you please share your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, tap water can contain so many things uh, that are hazardous, including heavy metals like lead, cadmium, and arsenic, uh, as well as chromium. It can have parasites like um, 
the ones that can cause ulcers and other things like that, H. pylori. Uh, it can have <clears throat> various uh, volatile organic compounds as well as agricultural runoff, including pesticides, fertilizer, animal waste, um, bacteria from the, the colons of animals um, and, and their waste products as well. And, uh, of course, things are added to it on purpose that are said to be for our benefit, like chlorine and fluoride, oh, yeah. um, when we actually have studies showing that uh, fluoride decreases IQ. It's mm-hmm. been uh, warned as a neurotoxin by the CDC. Um, and then what I think is actually uh, really scary is that uh, pharmaceuticals are now in the drinking water supply because they do not occur in the waste products in nature and the sewage treatment plants that are used to process the drinking water mm-hmm. do not get rid of them. And so antidepressants, blood pressure medicines, um, other psychiatric medicines, antibiotics, and uh, many more, uh, you know, uh, oral contraceptives, etc., are in the drinking water. And these can actually have physiologic and toxic effects on the body if you don't get rid of them. So I would say, you know, it's, it's quite unsafe to be drinking uh, unprocessed uh, or unpurified tap water. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, clearly, and I'm not a scientist, but I am a very critical thinker. And, uh, you know, I read a lot. I constantly am reading books. And one of the things that I had, this is just a thought I'm going to put out there. I could be totally wrong, but one of the things that I thought about is that the connection between fluoride and possibly Alzheimer's. Because if it lowers the IQ um, and, and children that drink it, and it just lowers your IQ, period, then why couldn't it do other things that uh, have other negative effects on the brain? Case in point, Alzheimer's. What do you think about that, what I just said? <laughs> that thinking. Well, I mean, I think, you know, it's definitely worth looking into because we, you know, we have looked at other uh, types of poisons that we're exposed to, like that has shown to be highly prevalent in individuals with neurodegenerative diseases Mm -hmm. and dementia like Alzheimer's. And, Mm -hmm. you know, aluminum is one of those. And, you know, we're exposed to that um, through a variety of mechanisms like food storage and and cooking vessels, um, as well as uh, vaccines, um, you know, Mm -hmm. that even older people would get like the flu vaccine uh, and things like that. So, Fluoride has definitely, you know, not been looked into really as a cause of illness because it's, you know, the official story is that it's very uh, healthy, um, even though there's there's a, a lot of toxicological information. So the the thing is that we're exposed to so many of these potential poisons on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of these things are completely unregulated uh, because the, you know, the the testing to determine the impact of these things can't happen on a a fast enough on a large enough scale to evaluate them. And their commerce just allows them to be put out there in the environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some estimates show that there are over 2 million chemicals that an average man or woman is exposed to on a daily basis. Yeah. So we really need to drill down and look more um, at these and see which are the ones that are really responsible you know, for the most disease. And we do have some ideas about these because we know that toxic heavy metals are very poisonous. We know things like PCBs, uh, for example, um, and other chemicals that have been taken off the market are some of the worst ones. But 
There are many others related to those that have similar toxicity that haven't really been looked at or warned about. Mm. And, you know, uh, you you alluded to this earlier in the broadcast as well. Um, So let's change directions here for just a second. Is our water disappearing, Dr. Andy? Well, no, uh, absolutely not. In fact, the model of the water cycle where essentially that there's a, you know, a limited amount of water um, in our planet um, and environment and that it essentially gets recycled over and over again is not really the truth. And we know about this from um, really from the mining industry predominantly because when they go into the earth looking for mineral deposits and other resources, um, inevitably many of these mining operations struck water. And and they essentially struck a spring. But what happens is that this isn't, you know, an aquifer that's a limited body of water that flows for a while and then stops. Like these have been – uh, water sources that flow at incredibly high rates indefinitely. In fact, they, they flooded out most of the mining operations. Um, and many of these things, even from 100 years ago, they're still flowing today. Mm-hmm. And we, from th- this observation, many scientists have explored this and recognized uh, that there is what you call primary water. Uh, and it seems to be water that is freshly made somewhere beneath the Earth's surface. Um, And there's lots of theories about how it's made and how it comes up. But you can almost worldwide find access points to get into these springs or tap these springs with a Mm -hmm. well. Uh, Sometimes they come to the surface and have essentially an endless supply of water. And, you know, Gaddafi Mm -hmm. was doing this in uh, uh, Libya um, to really reverse the desert to actually turn the desert into a fertile, fertile agricultural area to feed Africa wow. was really his, his ambition. And the, the powers that be saw the danger of this, and they, they shut it down. I think it was exploded, actually, the, the whole infrastructure for this. But he, you, you can find amazing uh, videos to just see the desert turned wow. into green uh, yeah. because of this endless supply of water. Well, we have, as you said, natural springs. I'm thinking of, you know, Crazy Water, one of our sponsors. It's a mineral water right here in Mineral Wells, Texas. Uh, The beautiful mineral water comes straight out of the earth, and I have a well actually on my property that I've never tapped into. So it kind of makes sense. But why are we fed this water scarcity uh, narrative, do you think, Dr. Andy? Well, I think that really part of the narrative that keeps us vulnerable and in fear is scarcity in general. You know, the same fear is put upon us with respect to the energy supply, the food supply. Uh, This is the uh, Malthusian argument about that population is getting too big and it has to be limited, right? It's all about there's not enough uh, resources to support, you know, human beings. And this puts you in a vulnerable state where you have Mm -hmm. to conserve Mm -hmm. um, and limit. But it's the opposite of the real truth about, you know, Mother Earth. It provides abundance. And uh, water is one of the amazing, you know, substances and so central to life that is provided in limitless quantities. I mean, even in Scientific American magazine, you can find an article that points to uh, essentially water beneath the Earth's uh, surface that can be tapped through springs and wells that is larger than the oceans on the surface. 
Wow, I can't wait to read that. We only have about another minute. I know you're going to be working on uh, some water workshops this year. Uh, can you tell us quickly about them and how we can uh, the listeners can sign up? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have a my kind of my signature uh, workshop called the Way of Water, and I'm going to be delivering it in person um, uh, at the Anarcapulco Conference in uh, just outside of Acapulco, Mexico, in the beginning of February. So everyone uh, should consider um, looking into coming there uh, because it's always better in person. Oh, but bet. also on my website, you can find uh, the um, evergreen version of this uh, where you can watch the presentation and get not only the protocol, which will in 30 days tell you how to completely rehydrate yourself. And this isn't something you need to take off work for. You can integrate it into your busy lifestyle uh, because that's the only way it's gonna uh, you're gonna maintain hydration over time, and mm. and uh, it comes with that protocol as well as a a diary that you can record your daily uh, progress. So please check that out on my website. Oh, I definitely will. Right after we go off the air, such an honor and a pleasure, uh, and I thank you for all the work that you've done and sharing the information with our listeners. Can't wait to have you back. You take care and uh, drink lots of water, Doctor Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you too, I, I'm sending a text out to all my family and friends like water, water, water <laughs> right after the show. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. All right. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> uh, same here. All right, everyone. You get one body. You get one mind and you get one life. Water, water, water. Drink lots of water and go to AndrewKaufmanMD.com. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> One love.